I hope as you guys get older, I, 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 and I don't hope, I know, I know that um, you guys will look back and you'll be, you'll, you'll understand what, how good this is. I mean, y'all get to experience something most people just dream of getting experience. Ball loose down the ground. CB over to McJet. One on the shot clock at the buzzer. He made it! He made it! He made it! Welcome back to Charger Faithful. This is Charger Pod 26, uhhoops.com. No longer flaglerhoops.com. I'm joined this week. He's back in his uh, part-time co-host role. Micah, how are we doing? Man, I'm good. I'm very jealous of the the Flagler Hoops uh, podcast that was for a weekend, even if there was no game. I'm just jealous of the trip. You know, it was it was well, well announced, well mm. uh, detailed on this podcast. It was a one time thing that it was no hard feelings against the the Chargers, and yet still some of our listeners and followers, as loyal as they are, they it seems they can maybe they aren't loyal because it seems like they can turn on you in an instant because they took it personal and we heard lots of chirps, whether it be from former Chargers, current Chargers. Boosters, who we already know we got some boosters, you know, up our back about this pod. I'm glad the real ones like you, Micah, rather than show us negativity, you you embrace us and you you wish you were a part of it. It's very refreshing to hear those words come out of your mouth. Let me tell you something. A weekend with Chad Warner sounds like a vacation to me. Why not go down to the Sunshine State and, and get a little get a little vitamin D in your system uh, and, and spend time with Kip and, and Chad Warner? Yeah, they say, and uh, they, being Joe Rogan, says vitamin D might be the might be the key to fighting off the coronavirus. So really, what we were doing, we we're looking out for ourselves, looking out for the best fight against the staff to the disease in case those antibodies uh, wear off for us. Yeah, it's a fic- it's a fickle thing. Those antibodies, you never know when they're going to go. They could last three months, six months, nine months, a year, and uh, heaven forbid they leave you. Anytime soon, uh, Troy. But, uh, you know, you're just doing the right thing by getting that vitamin D in you. That's right. Uh, they are fickle, much like, apparently, much uh, much uh-huh. of our followers. I, I realize now that I think it's just jealousy, toxicity. Um, it's because they had to travel to Livingston, Alabama, while I was down in sunny, sunny. It actually rained the entire time we were down there. Sunny, sunny Florida. <laughs> the, uh, the orange, no, the... The orange state, the sunshine <laughs> state, the sunshine yeah. state. Yeah. And there's no need for the, these haters and losers out there, of which there are many. Uh, please just don't at me. Don't at me. No, Livingston, Alabama, I would rather literally go to wherever Josh is playing in Turkey. He is, uh, he is quick to remind us Istanbul is literally like a top 10 city in the world, very oh, advanced, yeah. and I, I don't buy it. No, no, I mean you can find any stat that'll support your argument. <laughs> <laughs> Josh and Josh is a quick Google search away from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd rather go to Siberia than than Livingston, Alabama. Uh, we'll, we'll get to get to Livingston and and my rainy weekend and and down in St. Augustine in a, in a bit. Uh, we're gonna skip over New Year's resolutions right now, Micah. I'm gonna guess you haven't read a book because. You're too busy going viral on TikTok. You've become a, an instant celebrity. Uh, let's talk about your newfound fame uh, on the internet. Uh, 
So, I mean, I started a TikTok to show my, my fifth grade class, you know, how many people can potentially see your video. You know, whatever you put out there is out there forever. Uh, what if you don't get as many likes as you want? It's okay. Uh, you know, everybody's not going to like what you put out. You know, just stuff like that. Because they're already on social media. Younger and younger. Uh, you know, this this generation is, is younger and younger and getting onto social media and being raised in the social media. I thought it'd be a good idea for, you know, 10 minutes uh, twice a week to talk about it during snack time and, you know, maybe make a class social media account, which we did on TikTok, which is all they talk about and want to do dances and different things like that. So made one and uh, heaven forbid the second video we have as of this podcast, 680,000 likes. And the fact that I can go viral, a 37-year-old, which I put in my, my bio, I'm, I'm too old for this, but my fifth graders are addicted to TikTok, so here we are. <laughs> You know, it, 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 it says a lot about our, our country. It, there's always something you're not going to get everybody's approval on, but holy cow, during the pandemic, everybody's got something to say. So the comment section is permanently closed from my account because it doesn't matter what other videos I put up. They're always going to comment the same stuff. We're done with it. But uh, yeah, so I'm waiting on the, the monetization of the TikTok that I keep hearing about to come to fruition. As of this video, uh, my account has 44,000 followers now, which is dumb. But they really like it. They all want to be like in the videos. So we have parent permission, things like that. But now I'm kind of questioning what have I done? Uh, this started off on, you know, I'm trying to do the right thing by the kids and trying to make it fun for them. Now I'm kind of like, okay, do I want to be a one-hit wonder and just have a viral video and then just close the account? Just leave the people wanting more. It's kind of backfired on you. Oh, for uh, sure. Trying to trying to keep, teach kids a lesson. Yeah. Now you're kind of held to a standard where if every video doesn't go that viral, your kids are going to riot oh, against you. There's there's 100%. There's 100% blame game going on for every video yeah. we have that does not do the exact same thing. Troy, you and I have been raised in the mud, molded by it. These kids aren't ready for the mud. So I don't know if I want to subject them to this. I told my wife, I was like, I'm thinking about closing the account just because – I'm tired of doing it already. This is a whole thing now where I have to do something once a week or twice a week. I don't really want to do that. My, Hillary told me that if I close the account, there's a bunch of kids that are going to be upset. They're kind of like sharks. You get you know, blood in the water. They got one taste of, of going viral. Now their thirst is forever unquenched. It's insatiable urge to go more viral and more viral. Yeah. The, the, other, the other part I have is that they, they brought up is the blue check mark. And I and I told them I have a stance on the on the check mark that has been on these airwaves before, is that I will not be a part of the blue check mark crew, like regardless of of how successful our TikTok or whatever is doing, I will not. If they offer me a blue check mark, I will tell them no. These colors don't run, Micah. That's right. That's right. I just want you to know that, Troy. I had to tell you. Speaking of which, you know, you're alluding to us obviously being the bad boys of, of Division Two basketball. Can you get us, you know, maybe? uhhoops.com a plug or two on on the old tiktok maybe it's time we make it, it isn't it funny how you know the pod transitions we're trying to get younger you know you kind of you, you move back to a part-time role david moves to behind the scenes role greg uh mm. buys a new house and and moves on to the afterlife you know we've been trying to aim towards younger you know kip tanner but isn't it funny the person to lead us into the new revolution of tiktok 
the youngest platform out there, the OG, Mike mm. Rosa. Mm. Isn't it funny how that works? It all comes full circle. One of my t- one of my guys that I coach was like, did you see UH uh, actually tweeted that your TikTok account? And I was like, are you talking about uhhoops.com? Because <laughs> they, like, they, no, they have no idea that I'm a part of that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that is fun. I'm a big I'm a big deal at your age. I don't know if I told you. <laughs> I do have one more question. I forgot we hadn't really addressed this. Last we talked to you on the actual pod, you were banned from TikTok. How did you get around that ban and now you're a star? Well, what happened there? I mean, I, so my, my first account was that.one.class, and now I got around that by making a new account, that one class with no dots. If I am banned from this after a successful TikTok, uh, there'll be a riot uh, in Florence, Alabama. <laughs> so maybe we're here to stay. That might be your way out. You just fake getting, Ooh. you delete the account, and you, you fake getting banned. Like, I don't know what to tell you, kids. We got banned again. Like, we're, we're, that's your way out. God, that's, that's really good. That might be like in a week. It's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Thank you, Troy. Appreciate yeah. it. Always looking out for you. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll start over in Turkey, Charters and the Pros. Josh, we got to talk to him. You know, he never tells us when Joey's going to be at the games, when she's not going to be there. And it's like he doesn't understand that there are part-time podcasters slash social media influencers out there trying to make money off his games. Yes. And if we don't have this illegal insider information, right. then how can we illegally make money? Well, here's the thing about being illegal. Like, I don't think it's illegal for us to have information from Josh because we know nothing about this Turkish league, right? We're in America. It's not like I'm watching all these other teams play, like the NBA. And so for Josh to give me any kind of information that would help me, like, I feel like that just evens the playing field. And so, That's true. so for example, the point that you're getting to is if baby Joey's in attendance, they're undefeated. Uh, Josh neglected to tell us that uh, last week. And they ended up winning. Both of us had told Josh, like, if we had known Joey was going to be in attendance, we would have heavily bet, or somebody, not us, would have heavily bet that your team would have won. Not a, definitely not us. Not, but, not us, but somebody could have. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a big fan of Josh on the court, but like, it, what it really does is affect my relationship with him off the court. We already we already have a strain on our friendship, you know, being roommates, right? And then you take it a step further by not helping me out. My friend who listens to me, my advice, not me, but my friend who I know does gamble on these games and takes what I say to heart is a very, very bad gambler. Right. He, he's lost the shirt off his back this basketball season. And, and you don't give me that information so I can help, you know, I can help my friend win some of his money back. I mean, that that's just, it's rude. It's appalling. It's not American is what it is. Yes. Yes. Um, Chargers in D1. Updates out of the A-Sun. Liberty's number two. Lipscomb's number three right now. Um, you know, Bellerman's number one. Isn't this nice, Della? Bellerman, they're like 10-2 and two in the league. Those two losses at home getting swept by Lenny and Lipscomb Bisons. You know that's just eating Scotty up up there in Louisville. It's just, just eating him up. Haunting him. Haunting him yeah. at night. He can't sleep, probably. It's a shame. It's a damn shame. Real shame. The other thing I want to talk to you out of, out of this conference is the front office of the conference is in disarray right now. I mean, they're, they're handing out schedule updates left and right. Te- teams don't even know where where they're going, where they're traveling this weekend. As of like Tuesday, the games were getting flipped 
from you know from Jacksonville to Florence to I know Micah, you were planning on going to the at one point Lipscomb at UNA this weekend, and all of a sudden they're flying having to fly down to Jacksonville after being at Stetson, mm-hmm. which is like an hour from Jacksonville, lat- just last week, just in total disarray. Uh, I need I need better out of the A Sun front office. I mean, you imagine being an assistant coach trying to scout these games. Uh, Kevin Carroll's on pins and needles right now, just between texting positive thoughts to other people and trying to scout games. He is in just in a world of hurt, a world of hurt right now. I'm a big fan of Kevin's, Michael, but you know him a lot better than I do. What are the odds that it, this was Kevin's fault? And maybe he just got his, <laughs> his weeks mixed up and he's blaming it on the A-Sun. Like, coach, like they, they're the ones switching around. I didn't get my week, weeks mixed up. They did. Look, I love Kevin Carroll. I love him to death. And I would laugh my butt off if it is his fault that they scout the wrong game or something like that. And he has to explain that to Lenny. Like, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation just to see him squirm. Is top ten on my list of things I want to see. Coach Acuff's already, like, intimidating as it is when you're one-on-one with him. But imagine if you didn't have the correct information that he wanted from you at that moment. It would be amazing. Amazing. Shout out, Kevin Carroll. To be fair, if I were Lenny's assistant and he asked me, like, it, it depends on how he phrased the question. If he was like, Oh, like we're going to uh, Florence this weekend to play UNA, right? And like if he said, if he like led me into a yes answer, I'd be like, yep, that's right. Here's the difference that like, Kevin somehow found a way, allegedly, we're not saying it was his fault, but allegedly found a way to blame it on the league front office. I would just, I would let it play out to the point of like, we're like, we drove to Florence. <laughs> we're, we're, oh, we're about to warm up. We're already there. Like, we yeah, might as we, well play. <laughs> we walk out of the court and it's like, Stetson versus UNA. Like both the teams are already warming up. And Lenny just looks at me and he's I thought we were playing UNA tonight. And like and I, I coach, I thought we were too. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> deny, deny, deny. <laughs> um friends of the program, bringing it back a little local here around the campus. UH softball back. Who's back of the week? Let's do let's do them. Have have yourself a couple uh weeks here. Mm-hmm. Had a baby, her and mm-hmm. her and Jen, mm-hmm. beautiful baby. So brand new mom. Then the season comes back when it looked like COVID was going to maybe knock softball out. Softball is back. Charger chill out. Another thing that COVID was threatening. They go three and one in the chill out. They scored like 50 something runs and through four games. Um, so all, all seems right. The GSC preseason number one ranked team coming in, picked to win the league. Uh, they're top 20 in the country. Things are all right uh, down here in Huntsville. You know, new year. But same old last, same old U8 yeah. softball. I mean, if you score more runs, obviously you're going to win. What did you say, 50 runs? Scored 56 runs. Good gosh. Games. I mean, what are we doing here? That's like we're playing Little League <laughs> Baseball. Or something. About to coach Evie and T-Ball, and I expect 54 runs in four games would be a stretch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Les just doing her thing. Uh, and while we're on the topics of babies, I would like to throw this out there. But once I get vaccinated, I'm already have my antibodies, so I'm waiting on those to go away to get my vaccine. I need to get to Huntsville to hold some of these babies. Everybody knows that, that, that I love the babies. Need to hold them. Need a break. I'll be your babysitter. Don't worry about it. And I, on the other hand, I I love my friends' babies. I do oh. not like holding babies. Like, I'm afraid to. But I do love being around them and interacting with them from afar. So that's like a perfect combo. Like, yeah. me and you are a package deal of babysitting Ooh, duo. Yeah. You hold You hold them. And I make them laugh and, and like just, content. Just get me and, stuff that I need. Yeah, perfect. 
This could be either be a great sitcom or a babysitter version of a buddy cop movie. You're seven feet tall. I'm six feet tall. I hate holding the babies. You love holding the babies. Eventually, I come around and I learn how to hold babies. <laughs> you imagine? I mean, all these these new babies that we have uh, from our listeners and, and now less. They go out on for a night on the town, leave us in the babysitting. That might be our, our new part-time gig. We need to get David on that to uh, market that for us. Heck, I can see the trailer now where it's the cheesy movie kicks in, this loving couple having a new baby caring for it. But they get a little tired. They're, they need, you leave they them with Troy out. and Micah. You, you hear the doorbell, and it's like, and the new babysitter gets there, but they're not what you're expecting. Camera's on the inside of the door. It opens up. It's me and you. We need to shoot a podcast with these babies. They probably got stuff. Probably got good content. Just <laughs> all, the baby baby, all the babies. All the What do you think about how did JJ play this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah, another friend of the program, the volleyball team. Although we're not sure, we're not sure where we sit. Kip kind of eased my worries last week. The new volleyball coach is from Shorter, and he was there when Chad Warner was there. And Chad Warner speaks apparently speaks very highly of this coach. So anyone who's a friend of Chad Warner is a friend of mine, and I know the mm-hmm. same goes for you, Micah. So we are firmly putting the volleyball team until, you know, proven otherwise in the friends of the program category, even without Kate Smith being involved on staff and Jen Cole. Mm-hmm. So Micah, first of all, is that acceptable to you? Yeah. I don't want to speak for you. No, no, no. That's acceptable. If Chad Warner gives you the gives you the thumbs up on something, I'm welcoming them aboard the pirate ship. We need to get them on the pod. That's what we need to do. That is what we need to do. You know, it looked like they weren't gonna have a season. Like the GSC worked something out, pretty cool idea. It's called the Spring Championship Series, but it looks like basically kind of a round-robin-ish shortened season, and then they'll have a tournament at the end of it, just GSC teams, no non-conference schedule. One thing I did read that I didn't like for like all the all-time records and stuff, all statistics yeah. will, and wins, losses, all that stuff will count. But the winner at the end of this thing, whoever wins the title, that won't count as a GSC championship. So tell me how that works. Wait a second. We're going to play a just GSC schedule yeah, and have a tournament at the end of just GSC teams, yeah. but you're not going to be considered a GSC champion. And all the games count towards like a coach's wins loss. All the stats count for players, but the title won't count whoever wins it. <laughs> Mike is speechless. What are we doing here? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, you know what? The partnership championship. It's because that's the one that nobody really wants to claim, but you're going to claim it anyway. And I feel like that's our podcast. Like, you don't really want to claim that you listen to this podcast, you follow us, but we know it's okay. Yeah, we've got, like, that might, we've got the numbers, we've got the data. We know you listen. Yeah, that, that might be, that might be a good, we don't need to talk to them. Get David on the horn. Get him to talk to this GSC, see if we can get a sponsorship deal on this thing. Like, like those bowl games, like the Cheese It Bowl and the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Farmer's Insurance Bowl, the UHHoops.com title, the Pirate Ship Championship. The Pirate Ship Bowl. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. If you're not, not going to claim it, we will. That's the definition of a pirate. Like, if you're not going to claim it, we'll claim it. It's all. I'll take it a step further. If UH wins this, clearly legitimate. If another team wins it, first of all, it doesn't count. Asterisk season. Right. But, but I, I will claim in a, that in a healthy year, UH would have won it. Therefore, I will give it to us anyway. Absolutely. Um, last friend of the program, Coach Lemon, Coach Baldwin, UH women's basketball, swept West Isle last weekend. It looks like they're one back from Union in the division, uh, and they're fourth 
overall in the conference, which is big. I've heard rumblings that the conference tournament this year may be at a neutral site, not sure if it's going to be Sanford or wherever, and they may only invite the top four teams in the conference. You know, it's always big to get in the top four in a normal year because that means you host Super Tuesday. But this year it could mean, you know, life or death for your postseason chances. And they've got a big weekend this weekend hosting Christian Brothers at Spragans. So hopefully they can get another sweep, keep pace with Union, and stay in that top four. I mean, you just don't want to fall far from the tree, you know, <laughs> the, the, the lemon tree, top four. You know, you just don't want to fall far from it. And that's what we're doing. That was good. I give two thumbs up on that one. I, I feel like all my puns are good. Thank you. Yeah. No, no. You've had some really extremely bad ones, but that you thought outside the box on that one, and I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Our last friend of the program is the aforementioned Chad Warner, our guy down in St. Augustine. Kip was on the podcast last week on Tuesday. They hadn't played their game against South Carolina Aiken. On that podcast, I guaranteed a win, even though the game hadn't been played. You don't believe me? Check the timestamps. And they won, of course. I mean, you don't, you don't lose on flagwithhoops.com weekend. No. That's just a fact. They went 2-0 and last week, or last year when we did it. Mm-hmm. Got a win right in front of my eyeballs mm-hmm. in Flagler Gymnasium, which they, they may as well rename, you know, the Pirate Ship Gymnasium at this point. Or it'll probably Dave will probably swoop in and it'll be Huntsville's <laughs> Modern Realtor Gymnasium or something. Classic Dave. So got the win. So we're all pumped up, excited to head down there Saturday, get the sweep on the week, the Peach Grout sweep. We land in Jacksonville. Game got canceled. Like so, it, w- there was no way to cancel our flights. We were already in Florida when we found out game is canceled due to COVID protocols, contact tracing, the whole nine. So we did what any pirate crew would do. We docked the boat. We basically turned it turned it into less of a work trip, and it turned into just you know you know like on Pirates of the Caribbean Tortuga. Yeah, like yeah. that's where that that's where the pirates go. Like maybe if they know bad weather is coming through, they go and just hunker down. Mm-hmm. for you know 48 72 hours they hunker down for a weekend let the storm pass pirates come together and it's tortuga and they just they celebrate uh for the week of life on the open seas that's what we did we hunkered down protected our baby kip from from any covid uh from any coronavirus out there uh and we hunkered down we turned it into you know a pirate weekend uh down on the beach ironically enough we did get storms all weekend uh, it literally, the sun came out as we were taking off from Jacksonville to head back to Huntsville. And that was the only time we saw the sun the entire weekend. But hey, we had a blast. Uh, Micah, maybe you need to join us one time uh, next year on flagwithhoops.com. Yeah, I need, I need to join you on this this uh, this business trip. Uh, I feel like I would have a lot to add to this, this trip. But speaking of the Flagler, speaking of the Peach Belt, uh, and this will segue us into UH. You know, we're, we're going to dig into the West Al Delta games, preview CBU, all, all that good stuff. This is a larger, a broader, I'm going to paint with a broader brush here. The NCAA announced, you know, the NCAA tournaments from 64 down to 48 teams this year. They're also condensing the regions because some conferences opted out. A bunch of teams opted out. They're trying to balance the regions to where they each have roughly the same number of teams in each region. It's a one-year realignment. You know, this is like lightning in a bottle. The Peach Belt and the GSC are in the same region for the first time, first and probably last time ever. So we're going to have a Chad Warner, Kip Owens-led Flagler team, number one team in the Peach Belt right now, potentially meeting up with a UH Charger team, number one in the GSC right now, 
in a Sweet 16 matchup at a neutral site about a month from now, Micah. We're, we're coming up on March really, really fast. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get bogged down too much in this dream scenario, but how cool would that be? I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up too much for this because ever since you put that in my ear and put that in my thought process, that that's a possibility. That's all I can think about. I will drive or fly wherever for this matchup if it happens. I am there. I am there with bells on. I better be on the pass list. I need to be for COVID protocol to get a ticket. I'll, if I'm not in the ticket, I will be directly outside the venue where I will be answer. I'll be asking questions following the uh, the game. It's not just like the layup questions, like "Oh, JJ, it was good from inside." Does it? No, I will be asking, "Hey, why wasn't I invited into this game? Why was the pirate ship <laughs> left off the 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 guest list at this?" I'll ask a follow up question. This is we're back to the the buddy cop movie where I'm. Me and you are now journalists slash babysitters outside of the arena. And I will ask, although people forget, I am Sam Orff's cousin. I was letting the Spragans Hall when it was family open, family only. So I will get a ticket. But I may stay out beside you out of solidarity. My follow-up question will be, Coach Palmer, what did you have written on the board in the second half, that play call? It looked like you were trying to DM a female mm-hmm. in the – and the crowd rather than actually calling a play. Can you can you walk us through that thought process? That's a great question because it looked like sup, but he, yeah. he claims five up. No. That's a great that's no. a great question. It's a great question. Yeah. You can't you yeah. can't get that anywhere. No. Everyone else is just gonna ask, yeah, dumb stuff like uh, oh JJ, tell us about your 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 ten rebounds. Yeah. Like how awesome was that? No. What you just jumped higher than everyone else. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Like, <laughs> awesome job, buddy. Let's yeah. get to the real, real meat of the meat of the uh, meat of the meal here. Yeah, meat meat of the plate, mm-hmm. meat of the plate. All right, the Chargers. They've had three games since our last podcast. We'll start last weekend in Livingston, West Alabama. First of all, I will say that it holds a special place in my heart that that place is like Rucker Park in the sense that it's such a small gym. The fans spill onto the right. court. When there's a big game in there and it's packed out and it's standing room only, there's more than a hundred people in there. They're on the court. Like it's it's, yeah. it's not like it's not like it's a big. It's just if there's more than a hundred people there, they're on the court. So a little bit of that's taken away because of COVID, unfortunately. But it's still they've got the curtain back there, which, as Kip explained last week, there's nothing behind the curtain. It's just a white wall. There's just more wall behind the curtain. It's not a stage. It's not a equipment. It's just nothing. It's the most bizarre, beautiful GSC thing in the history of the world. It's very Livingston of them. It's almost like a euphemism for the city itself. It's like they can, like maybe they dress it up and like, I bet on the welcome sign to Livingston, it's like they have some cool stuff on there. And then like you drive past it and you're like, all right, where's all this cool stuff? And like, oh, we tricked you. It's more nothing. It's just more of nothing. more farmland. But yeah, drive down there you know stayed which very risky stayed overnight there didn't stay in tuscaloosa like 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 we clearly told them right. to because it's risky to stay in those those livingston fumes for 48 straight hours luckily got the sweep got out of there barely escaped with, with our lives game one or 18 and four cheney johnson 10 points off the bench in eight minutes you know talk about a freaking microwave off the bench and another guy in this game which i'll get to at the end here as I get into game two, Max Schulman, 15, 
Suave, 12 and 6. Orf, 11 and 7. Kearney with six assists, point center. Luke Burnett, 11 off the bench. These freshmen really bolstering the bench, you know, especially with Leslie going out with that collarbone injury. But the story of the weekend, Micah, J.J. Kaplan, first game, 17 and 11. And that was his real, you know, he played at, at Delta a couple weeks ago in Cleveland, but he couldn't really, he put very limited minutes. This weekend, both games, back-to-back nights, no load management. Kawhi Leonard, you're a fraud. J.J. Kaplan, 17-11 first night, 30 minutes. 16-5 second night, 31 minutes. As Max Shulman put it on Twitter, the Hebrew hammer yeah, is back. Not, not just back. He's back back. Like, he, he is he is ready to go. And, I mean, J.J. being in the lineup, I mean, obviously helps us tremendously. Just, just giving us rebounds, points, his energy uh, on the boards is, is unmatched. But what impressed me the most of that weekend is how deep our scoring is. Uh, you know, we talk about the two freshmen off the bench. You talk about the even, like, it was like 11, 10, 12, like from four or five guys, six guys. Um, it, it, it's, it makes UH kind of dangerous, right? And so you, you talk about later on in the season when we – you can't just take away one guy. So that, that, was, that was something good to see, especially playing in Livingston when you stayed there for 48 hours. Kip and I touched on it last week, but it, that's it's kind of like – in the NBA and the NFL, like when you go to play the Nuggets or the Broncos, it's like the high altitude right. where it's like it's hard. Like they're used to practicing in it, so their lungs are better. When teams come in, they get tired more easily. That's kind of like Livingston, except like in the opposite, like gross. Because yeah. most of these road trips, like you go on, there's something to do, like on the day off or the day, like the morning before you play that night. Is there something like you can go see a movie, you can go to the mall or or whatever, mm-hmm. there's nothing in Livingston to do. Mm-hmm. And so you were literally staring mm-hmm. at four walls of cylinder blocks, which I imagine Shulman put them in, which maybe is part of Shulman's plan. Maybe he was trying to just get them upset, like caged up, and, and let them loose uh, come game time. Feed them, feed them through a don't – even, don't even take them out to dinner. Well, there's yeah. nowhere to go to I mean, dinner, you, so you couldn't literally go to a restaurant. So you had to feed them through their – through like their, their little slot mm-hmm. in their door. Like pr- prison, it was prison, essentially. But, yeah, got the sweep. Then had to come turn around on a COVID rescheduled game uh, Tuesday to play Delta at home. The reopening of Spragans uh, with with the family policy gone. Fans are back in, albeit in a limited capacity. Uh, but of the limited capacity, it was, I can confirm it was a sellout. They sold out all the tickets that were allowed allowed by the you know Huntsville. I guess fire department. I don't know who makes that call on the COVID stuff. Probably Casey Stafford. Uh, it probably was Casey. And you know, you know who definitely got their own tickets was Casey and his wife. I guarantee they, they, they made sure they got their right. own tickets while he put it, while he was putting a cap on how many people could come. Um, a real David Ivy move. It's no, no wonder that they're coworkers. Actually, Casey is they're, David. They're Boss, cahoots, so. for sure. Yeah. But what a thriller it was for the first game back with Hans and Spragenthal. Double overtime. Absurd game. Like we talked about it, Micah, last time you were on, knee neighbor over at Delta. It doesn't matter the talent disparity. You know, it doesn't matter anything. When he coaches a game, he's going to be in the game until the final whistle, until the final buzzer, I should say. And it actually took two more buzzers after the final buzzer to, to, to beat this team. Max Schulman hits a three at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. Electric. Even though it was a limited capacity, you could hear the crowd through the – I mean, the, the roof went off that place. Uh, gets fouled 
at the end of the first overtime makes two nut cutting free throws, just ice in his veins. And that's, that's the second time he's hit very clutch free throws this year uh, with little to no time left on the clock to either win or extend a game. And then in double overtime, I believe Sam hit finally hit the dagger three and the place was a loony bin. Uh, and we ended up pulling away one by four, 106, 102. Max, 26 and 10. Orf, 15, 3 and 3. JJ, 13, 6. Uh, also had five assists. So, JJ, whatever whatever surgery yeah. they did on his legs, also gave him some passing Uh-oh. ability, Uh-oh. I guess. That's a movie waiting to be waiting to be written. Maybe he got like uh, – like if they had to replace something, they took they they, they, could, they took a bone from like uh, from Greg Gardner. Maybe Greg Gardner chipped a bone, and you know they lifted it, put it in JJ's leg. All of a sudden, he has passing abilities. Kearney Lane, ten points, eleven rebounds, four assists, double double for Kern Dog, and then Cheney and Burnett, the two freshmen off the bench we talked about, uh, each had ten. So we had six guys in double figures. Last thing before I hand it over to you, Micah, a guy for Delta, Ooh. eleven threes. This short little white guy probably took he probably took eleven dribbles in the game, eleven for sixteen from three. It was the only shots he took of the entire game. Thirty three points. He had one rebound, one assist. Those are his only other stats. And that's just classic. That's a classic knee neighbor. That I mean that that guy. His name is not Brad Miller, but that's Brad Absolutely. Miller right there. That's that's our guy, Brad Miller. He knee neighbor just he he took. Well, Brad didn't have any hair, so he couldn't take hair off of him. But he somehow cloned him, maybe through saliva. Cloned Brad Miller. He's on the team now. Uh, 11 threes. I'm not, I don't know if I've ever seen 11 threes from a guy on a D2 level. Micah, give us your thoughts on this thrilling Tuesday game and Spragans. I mean, neighbors like just is going to make a game whatever the opposite of what you want it to be, right? And so that's kind of what he's good at. Uh, this guy that made 11 threes, if you saw him walking into anywhere, you'd be like, there's no chance to play basketball. Heaven forbid he sits out there and just strokes. He just runs off a million screens. Uh, and 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 makes his shots. The good news is, uh, from from UA's perspective, we found a way to win. Obviously, and then as as you play in games that are limited capacity, finding that home advantage or that that energy that you feed off of from the from the fans is, is more and more difficult. And so we 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 kind of found that energy. You talked about it a little bit. Is uh, but you got to kind of create your own energy, and that's kind of what. Our guys did and found a way to win. I mean, any win in the in a good win, especially you got to defend your. Yep. Um, you know, Nita obviously came from Christian Brothers, so that's coming up this weekend. What? One last thing, not even necessarily about the games, West Isle and Delta. I noticed, and it may just maybe I'm out, maybe I'm out of touch. Maybe I'm just an old guy now, Micah. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm closer to these guys in age, but I'm I think I'm closer to you in spirit at this point because one. Once you get out of college, like years go by, like one year is five years. Dog years. In terms of like what's cool and what's, you know, in style. So I may be out of touch on this, but I saw multiple guys post pictures, like basketball pictures from earlier in the season on their Instagram and stuff. But it like referring to the West Owl games or the Delta game, like they, they took pictures they thought they looked good in. What tripped me, tipped me off to it was like, wait, that's from that's from Lincoln Memorial's gym a picture I saw, but like talking about the West style win, like great win this weekend. So is that, I don't know if that's a new era thing or, or they're just being like, like, Oh, I look good in this picture. Like my, my dumb followers won't know the difference between Lincoln Memorial and Livingston, Alabama. Like I'll just post it from, I'll just post this picture. Cause I look good in it. That's not how I was raised on social media. Micah, you're the social media guy. Now, what do you think of that? 
this, you know, this disgusting, it's a disgusting act to me. I mean, you know, these guys dangle, like shoot me from my left side because my left side are right kind of guys. I mean, it's, it's, I've always been a dirt wolf raised in the mud, uh, born in it, bred in it, lived in it. And so you get what you get. But, uh, you know, these guys today just want to look good. Whatever angle looks good for them is what they're going to put out there. And so that's what we're going with. You know, if I were coming up into the, I would just post the picture of the box score, the, the final score. I'm all about the team and the win. Yeah. I'm more worried about the name on the front than yeah. the back. Like our guys win a game in, in high school, you know, I retweet the uh, the scoreboard is kind of what I do. That's just me. That's just me, Troy. Before we head on out, as I said, the Christian Brothers preview, heading to Memphis this weekend, Canale Arena. First thoughts, I've seen pictures from Christian Brothers social media. They renovated Canale Arena. It actually looks like a little nicer. And let me just say that's not my Christian Brothers. I mean, that's that should be illegal what they did. That's like – that's like, you know, those uh, historical landmarks how you're not allowed to, like, tear them down and stuff. That should have been what happened with Canale Arena. You're not allowed to renovate it. I need dim lights. I don't, even know, I don't even care if these lights are bad for the environment. I need dim lights in that gym. I need dead spots on the floor. Um, I need kegs in the student section. Um, that's what I need. And it really, it, it angers me. You know, because say what you want about Livingston, they'll stay true to form with their curtain that leads to nowhere. They're letting, you know, letting fans fill on the court and touch opposing players. Like they're going to, they're going to do what they do. CBU, just do what you do. Don't, don't alter. Don't change. Don't change what we love about yeah, you. It's not broke. Don't, you know, you had a beautiful thing. Uh, having your own unique feel to the UH comes to town. So hopefully we can take care of business. Every game of GSU is tough, but they've been struggling this year. And if we take care of business this weekend, it would set up a chance to clinch the division next weekend with Union at home. Last thing about Christian Brothers, Micah, glad we're, you're on for this episode. You know who's on their squad? You know who's on the roster? And it actually scares me because this guy, this guy's bloodline knows UH inside out. Charlie Whoa, Champagne. whoa, whoa, whoa. Chuck Champagne's yeah. on there? Chuck Champagne is on. Is a Christian Brothers Bobby, Buccaneer. Bobby about this. Look. Bobby Champagne, good friend of mine here in Florence, Alabama. I need to talk to him about Chuck and make sure that he's not spreading information over there uh, under the table uh, about you. Even though this is new, new Chargers and Shulman. But, yeah, I need to do a little recon work here in Florence, Alabama. Maybe we flip it. You know, maybe you try to get the inside information about Christian Brothers. I bet you could convince Bobby we're better friends with him and his son than – the CBU coaching staff. That, that's a be. fact. That's a fact. All right. That'll do it. Charger pod 26. Micah, thanks for joining. Follow us. UHHoops.com, D-O-T-C-O-M, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to us. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, UHHoops.com. Uh, big weekend. Lenny Acuff always used to say you earn the right to play in big games. Well, this is one of those stepping stone weekends that would set up two huge games in Spragans Hall next week against the number two team in our division, Union. This is the definition of earning the right to play in those big games next week. So let's take care of business this weekend. Good luck to all the Chargers out there. So, yeah, Micah, yes, sir. thanks for joining. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring 
ticket, but I'm as blue as a boy can be. Then I'm walking in Memphis, just walking with my feet ten feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis, but do I really feel the way I feel? I saw the ghost of Elvis on Union Avenue. Followed him up to the gates of Graceland, and I watched him walk right through. Now security they did not see him; they just hovered round. There's a pretty little thing waiting for the king down in the jungle room. When I was walking in Memphis, I was walking with my feet ten feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis. In the middle. 